Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just invite your Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth and show us things to come, Lord, in this devotional. We ask that you will reveal yourself to our partners and our listeners, Lord, that you would minister to each and every one of them, Lord, according to their needs, Lord, that you would touch their minds and open the eyes of their hearts, Lord, and their understanding and the ears of their hearts, Lord, that they may see and know and understand that you love them, Lord, and that you have a plan for them and you want them to be a part of it, Lord, that you're calling them to a deeper place with yourself, God. And so we just thank you for all that you're doing for our partners, Lord, all of our listeners, Lord, that you're blessing them and that you're keeping them, Lord, and that the wicked one touches them not. And we just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are continuing our study on the book of the Acts of the Apostles, which is where now Jesus has given, well, his disciples now the position and authority as apostles to go and, well, begin bringing heaven on earth and establishing the first church. So we are going to reread Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Before we begin, I would just like to ask that if you're blessed by this message, that you would like it, that you would subscribe on this and any number of our platforms where you can find a day of prayer, and that you'd share this message with someone else so they too can learn and grow in relationship with our Lord and Savior and be blessed mm-hmm. and be a blessing to others. All right? Amen. So, okay. can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture or reread that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. The former I can't the former account I made, O Theo Theophilus. Theophilus, thank you. Mm-hmm. Of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many unfailable proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Amen. So, in the previous episode, we were discussing how 
the apostles were not unlike us, right? They were, they were men. They were humans, just like us, right? Or with a nature yes. like ours, a nature that had to be brought into submission to our Lord and Savior, and a choice, a decision that had to be made to go forth and carry out His will over their own, right? Yes. Yes. But also, with that, we were discussing their question that, that comes up in Scripture. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And the Lord, that's in um, verse 6. And in verse 7, Jesus' response, said, and he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And, and I bring that up because it's, that is important for us in our lives. In a previous episode, we were discussing how we may imagine or envision something happening, right? Or the Lord yes. puts it on our heart and our, our mind, hey, this is part of your destiny. This is part of what I'm doing. But then, is it the right time? Is it in the right place? for those things to, to happen and be brought about, right? It's not that they were wrong in asking, but are there not better questions that could be asked? Like, yes, or what is yes, our yes. role and our purpose now, right? Yes. yes. Um, and and I, I bring that mm -hmm. up for, for a number of things, right? We can go to, to Zechariah 4 and... Um, I'll say beginning in verse 5, right? Um, 5 through 9. Could I get a volunteer to read that, please? I will. All right, honey, honey. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by power, I'm sorry, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small beginnings. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Mm -hmm. Did I read past it? I went too far. I don't believe so. Let me, you want me keep going. Let me recheck. Five nine, yes, okay. five through nine. Okay. Sorry. So I wanted to bring that up because it's important, right? We can have in our natural mind or, or misunderstanding what the Lord is saying and doing can have a tendency to be out of alignment with his will and what he's doing, right? Even Zechariah. Then Zechariah had an important role in the rebuilding of the second temple, right? Which is the same temple that Jesus taught in daily, 
during his earthly ministry, right? Yes. Yes. Now, we see the angel's response to Zechariah, right? Yes. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, right? In our study in the Lord's house, it Moses had to take and ensure that the pattern was followed exactly because there were it was a type and a shadow of things that already exist a copy of things that already exist in the heavenlies right yes but that was demonstrated through christ and his earthly ministry and what he was doing what was he doing he was building the lord's house the scripture not tell us that zeal for his house would consume him it does right so yes Jesus was about the Father's business, and the Father's business was about building his house, a house not made by human hands, which Zechariah is describing. And Zechariah is even given the key on how it will be done. It's not talking talking about a brick-and-mortar structure or stone or concrete or any of those things. It is talking about the heavenly community or bringing the Lord's kingdom here, on earth and the lord has been saying that for a long time Mm -hmm. but you see in this they the now apostles misunderstood and they were thinking of a natural kingdom they missed if you will or misunderstood what jesus was doing and had the work he had started here on the earth and he is the the chief cornerstone Mm-hmm. And the capstone, right? Mm-hmm. But the chief corners of the thing that every every brick, or as Peter describes it as living stones, right? Come to him as a living stone must be set in line with. Mm-hmm. So this absolutely matters. And is isn't that exactly what Jesus is telling his disciples now apostles in verse eight? But you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem in judea in samaria and to the end of the earth that's a really big kingdom is it not yes but does it not not also align with scripture that says the earth is the lord's and everything therein or everything in it yes okay so in other words the, the our role then as followers of Christ is to be aligned to him and his will and what he's doing and that is bringing his kingdom down to earth and preparing it so we those that are that are his that are doing his will can re-enter the heavenly community hmm. yes does everybody get that yes yes <clears throat> So all will be rejoined to one. When you talk about building, Dean, and you say there is a a square or a cornerstone, you call that being true, right? When it's at the perfect... Yes, it's true when it's square. When it's perfectly square at at the exact angle and it's coming off the cornerstone the way it's supposed to. So I think that's really important for us to contemplate. We have to be true to Jesus. A little play on words there, but 
from the building aspect, it still holds true. We have to be true to Jesus. We have to be based with him as our foundation and building in the direction that he wants us to build in. Um, as I was reading this, it, it's easy to read the scriptures, especially if you've read them for a long time and kind of glaze over words and, and file them in your mind as an unimportant word. Or it doesn't mean that because you think he means something else. Something that God has always, um, that he taught me that actually helped me be more accurate in how I hear his voice is have the same conversation that he's having mm-hmm. at the same time he's having it. Amen. Not a parallel conversation. Right. Because we, in, in the natural, we talk about communication, right? There is a sending and receiving of information. The information that's sent, you have to understand it right? Receive it, understand it, and then send it back to verify that you've understood it. So Jesus has been sending them information through all their time together. And it's been not hitting on its perfect mark in them because they're having a different conversation. So everything that he speaks, they try to overlay it on their will. And I've done that in my own life. So this was really important to them. It was very heavily on their minds, like their hearts were set on it, right? Uh, Proverbs says, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Their hope was on, you're going to kick these Romans out of here. We're going to be free again. We're going to be able to come and go. They're not going to abuse us or molest us anymore. They're not going to take our money. They're not going to violate us. They're get out of here and we can just worship you and we can breathe. (sighs) We'll just be ourselves again. And then we'll be able to have another chance to follow you and not be, you know, turned over to slavery or occupation because of disobedience. We'll get a new start. That was their focus. And so everything that Jesus said, even though he told them plainly time after time after time, I'm talking about the heavenly community. I'm talking about my father's kingdom. You're looking at natural things. He said that over and over, but they didn't comprehend it because they weren't yet on his level. They hadn't emptied themselves of their own will and perspective Mm -hmm. to take his on. He already said in Isaiah, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. The rain comes down from heaven and doesn't, and comes down. It doesn't go back up. So, so are my thoughts to yours. They come down from me to you, not yours up to me, but because they were still, and God, I don't believe God faults us with this when our heart desires something to want to see the answer come, but that shouldn't now eclipse everything Messiah is saying Because all we can see and hear is if you're not talking about what I want, God, I can't hear you. If you're not talking about my plan, my desire, I can't hear what you're saying and I can't rightly apply it and I can't receive from you because my mind is focused on this. That's a natural thing that I think happens in everyone. I I can say that I've done that myself and there's something in my mind right now that I know, Lord, I've been beating my drum. Jesus, answer, talk to me about this. (laughs) And I've been beating my drum. How's that song go? (laughs) And it's like booming in my ears and I hear his voice and I'm like, Lord, I know better and I'm changing the course of my ship because I know if this is bouncing in my ears like this and it's obscuring my ability to hear your voice, and to survey and focus on what you want me to focus on, it doesn't belong here. It has left its prescribed place. You're allotted this much of my time and my space because the scripture tells us ask. Right? Ask according yes. to his will and you have the answer. Because you're asking according to his, to his will, he already hears you. 
So then you should now take that and cast that care and now think on what's lovely and what's pure. What's more lovely and pure than what's coming out of his mouth? At the time it's coming out of his mouth. Okay. So God can still get us to the destiny, even though I see them here and I, I have compassion because... I have been this person like, Lord, talk to me about this. You said this, you said this, you said this, you said this. And he's like, I understand. I said that I want to talk to you about this. I want to bring clarification. I want to give you understanding. I need you to come and sit in heavenly places with me so you can hear what I actually need you to be doing. And for my life in particular, I have an intercessor, an uh, intercessory gifting and a prophetic one. So he mm-hmm. wants to talk to me about that. But if I'm beating my drum, no, 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 Jesus, talk, 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 talk to this, you know, and I'm, I don't want to hear him, then I can't fulfill my purpose because I'm so focused on what I want to have done and going, but you said it's your will, God, I'm doing you a favor. And he's like, come on, talk to me, listen to me and have my conversation with me. Communicate on that level versus you trying to take everything he says and apply it to this one thing that you're focused on. Because then that's how you miss hearing God. That's one of the ways that you get totally off course, even though you're well-intentioned and well-meaning because you're taking everything he says and applying it to one thing and it doesn't apply to, he's talking about something else. So uh, I just want to jump in on the, um, the cornerstone being true mm-hmm. and going back to what John was talking about was the rubble and the, the plumb line. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I tell my, um, my employees, I hate to say that, you know, they're, they're gods really, but you know, mm-hmm. for, for common language <clears throat> is, um, we talk about it more with leaks because we deal with um, pipe, a lot of piping, either on the mechanical side or the plumbing side. Mm-hmm. And it's not a problem to have a leak. It's a problem to leave a leak. Okay. So if you install a plumbing line or you install a refrigerant line and you test it and it has a leak, well, you, you did what you were supposed to. You tested because we have leaks. They occur. And, yeah. and, and then we repair it. We retest again and then we certify it leak-free mm-hmm. that we can continue to move on. Mm-hmm. The plumb line is how we remain true. Mm-hmm. So if you watch a mason when they're doing brick work and they set the corner, and that's where they're going to start from, and they want to make sure everything remains true to the corner. If one of the bricks becomes untrue to the building, they don't tear the building down. They, while the mortar's fresh, before it's gotten set in place, mm-hmm. they make the adjustment and bring it aligned with the plumb line. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. That's what you're mm-hmm. emphasizing there. Mm-hmm. But all these analogies really work. We just have to think about them. So it's... Not that our thoughts didn't align with Christ. We still have our flesh suit, but we have the tools necessary to not be, um, I think a couple of podcasts back you said we're subjected to it, but we're not subject to our flesh. Mm-hmm. We're subjected to our flesh. It's when we allow our flesh to have subjugation over us mm-hmm. that that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's still there. It's still trying to take us out of plumb. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. We just have to remember to put the plumb line out, take it before the Lord. Is this right with what you want? And then make sure that brick, make sure it's true, make sure it's leak free. Mm-hmm. And then, then we move forward in that. Mm-hmm. You see Jesus doing that. His flesh suit did not want to die. He did that in the garden. And he said, no, I don't care if I have to sweat great drops of blood. <laughs> I'm going to do what father told me to do. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So no, we're not finding fault because we're human. That's why the Lord is not finding fault because we're human. He knows that we're human and that's not an excuse either. It's understand that we are humans and sometimes are we get honed in and we're focused on something. And so like Dean, if your example of building, if you're so honed in on, I just want to get this done, 
Mm-hmm. You're going to leave those bricks crooked, right? You're going to let the mortar dry, and then you're going to have a foundation that may not stand. Your house is going to be lopsided or, you know, whatever it is. But if you have the mentality, I just want to do what you want the right way you want it done, and you're willing to come back because your flesh is what it is. You know, your hormones could be high. It could be hot outside, whatever. Flesh is, it's still there, and it's still engaging and sending signals. But are you going to remain true to Jesus and make sure that you take into account, I need to bring that into alignment? We also have to remember, too, that um, where you are in your walk, where, where are you in maturing in that? Mm-hmm. So um, another example. So when I first started doing shingles, roof shingles, um, we, what they call pop a line, we take a line that's covered with chalk mm-hmm. and we snap it against the roof. Mm-hmm. And that's how we know how to line up the shingles. Mm-hmm. Well, um, most roofers pop a line every five to 10 rows of shingles. Mm-hmm. But when I first started doing it, I had to pop a line every row because mm. I kept coming out of whack. Mm. And so, <clears throat> but as I got better, I started moving to five lines. Mm-hmm. So I could go five rows and have almost no adjustment, but by the time I got to my line on the fifth row, I could make a minor adjustment, bring everything back in line, mm-hmm. and keep moving. And then as I got even better, I could go ten lines mm-hmm. without doing it. Fancy. But I couldn't do it to begin with that way. The mm-hmm. shingles were crooked as all get out <laughs> if I didn't put a line on every row that I did. And that's, mm-hmm. like we say, just reminding each and everyone that it's okay wherever you are as long as you fall back upon the Holy Spirit or the Word or mm-hmm. the body to help keep you in line and don't persist in what you're doing. The, the, the real kicker is, is um, and I think you guys will really get this analogy, and you might even want to share with it, is um, the last uh, several times I've been to your house, you go, hey, did you see that building? The one they just <laughs> built around the corner, right? Anybody want to pick up on that see where I'm going with it? Oh. So, so there is this brand new building. Did you ever see it, Dean? And um, <laughs> it is on the corner. So as you drive down one side of the street, you're like, oh, it looks nice, and it's all brand new and shiny. And as soon as you get to the, the light or stop sign that's there, and you look at the other side of that building, you realize that it is leaning forward. And the, <laughs> the top part of the building extends further than the lower part of that building. Like over the street. Oh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Over the sidewalk and everything. You're like, that's, that cannot be safe. Right, so what do you think about the builder? <laughs> I wouldn't trust him to build my house. And do you want to live in that building? Absolutely not. So brand new. what happens when we are out of plumb, but we insist we're okay? What are we telling the world? Mm-hmm. It's a, How are we defaming our father, who is the master builder? Bringing discredit upon the gospel, mm-hmm. as, as Scripture states. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to be, I'll say, pliable, willing, teachable, and allow him to bring us into alignment. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not always fun. <laughs> it Right? Being moved around and, it, you know, I don't want to say forcefully because it's not what he does, right? But there is a, an aspect of, you know, as a parent to a child, right, there is an aspect of correction. Mm-hmm. And when... Love involves correction. Absolutely. And no, it it's, not, it's not fun for either the child or the parent, or the parent or the child, Right? However, it's necessary so that we can grow and mature and get to the place where we, as the child, 
needs to be in order to eventually function in the role of a parent. Mm -hmm. Amen. Which is exactly what Christ is doing with his disciples, now apostles, as we begin the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if we don't fully get God's whole picture, it's not that he doesn't want us to know it, but he understands where we are. You see him tell the disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you can't handle it right now. Mm -hmm. So he understands when we're still on milk. He, he gave us the, the birthing process and the maturation process, so he understands what that is. Um, so even if we don't fully get it, he can still get us there. He can still get us to functioning properly and participating in his will. He can still do all that because he's a good God. It just works easier for us if we're looking in the direction that we're going. Well, it just comes down to a willingness. It feels better. <laughs> it comes down to a willingness, right? Mm -hmm. Is it yes. more or less difficult to position and move around and teach and and assist someone who is willing to learn by someone who is resisting staunchly against everything that's said or done less difficult no no no, no. it's More oh for a, for a willing person it's for less difficult person. absolutely mm -hmm. but then it it can become frustrating for both treacherous for both or everybody involved when someone is just resisting all wisdom, guidance, counsel, instruction, and everything that they actually need. Mm -hmm. And you know, so I'll say this not to not to shame anyone, right? But I say it to encourage you and and myself and right everyone to come up to God's level. If you and I'm not saying equality is something that can be grasped, but I mean come up mature in the things of the Lord, so that we can be used mightily. So God can have a grown-up conversation with us. Amen. And, and talk with us. He spoke to Moses face-to-face, -face, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Moses was not even in the new covenant, and God was still able to speak with him. Moses was willing to mature. But um, as I was saying about the, the, the apostles here, I believe they were willing for the most part. They were willing Amen. to hear what God said, but they just could their own picture that they had sketched, their own outline, their own thoughts— interfered with the way, uh, with the clear understanding of what God wanted. And so was they doing. were willing, but they still had another picture in their mind that mm -hmm. interfered, right? Have you, you ever had someone describe something to you and you're thinking they're talking about one thing, but they're actually talking about something totally different. And you're like, this doesn't make sense to me. And you try to go and do what they're telling you. Their instructions are based on one thing, but you're envisioning something else and you try to put that together. It does not work. So, so having a parallel conversation? Exactly. You're talking about the same topic. So you think. So, well, I mean, and, and you, you may be, but you're not happening. having the same conversation. At the same time. So they were willing, but they were just pointed in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. But when the Holy Spirit stepped on the scene, hallelujah, things started to get in better alignment which is why we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it, it's clear that this matters. It's clear that, we, that this is important to Jesus, and it clear, it's clear that it's important for us to be actively fulfilling the role that God has for us and to do it with the power and the understanding that's appropriate. So they said, okay, we don't understand how this means you're going to take your sword and beat the beat the Romans with it, but we're going to get up there and be, we'll be ready. You know, we're going to wait on you and we'll be, we'll be ready for it. And God can still work with you. If you just keep your heart and stay willing, you may not see all of it. You may not understand clearly all of it. That's okay. 
-hmm. He understands, but just understand, keep your focus on him. Keep your heart to be open and soft to the Lord and pliable and let him guide you and put you in the right direction and ask him, Lord, hone my perspective. Mm -hmm. Zachariah was distracted. The angels declaring to him about the Messiah actually, and talking about what they needed in the moment, talking about the Messiah. He's declaring all this to him, but Zachariah's going, what's this tree over here? What are these? With this gold stuff. It was almost like Charlie Brown, want, 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 teacher in the background as the angel is going, you don't know what this is? Let's talk about this right here. This is why I'm actually here to speak with you. Mm -hmm. But Zachariah was having a different conversation. You see that? He was distracted. His focus was somewhere else. Now, because God is good, he still answered his question. Mm -hmm. But the more pressing information is clearly here about the Messiah (laughs) and the instructions you need for what you're doing right now. Them rebuilding the temple was a God-ordained task. And uh, since you brought up the new covenant, I want you to read what that is. Um, that's in Jeremiah 31. You're talking about when I mentioned Moses? Yes. Okay. He was, and you said he was not part of the new covenant, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I want to read what that is because it, it matters. Um, that's in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, right? Um, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive the iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. And clearly the iniquity and sin, as we were going over Acts, that was just taken care of by Christ, right? In his death, burial, and resurrection. And now he's talking also about the outpouring of his spirit, the spirit of truth who leads us, who teaches us, who guides us into all truth, wisdom, and knowledge of the Lord, right? Because as John 16 says, he doesn't speak anything of his own initiative, just like Christ, but only what the Father says he speaks. He takes from the Father and discloses it to us. So he is teaching us. And in there, it's also about knowing the Father's will, Mm -hmm. right? Him being our God, we being his people which mean, goes back to what we said earlier. We should have no will except to do the Father's will. And I know there's a lot in there, so we're going to pause for today and allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak and to minister to you as you search out the scriptures. And um, that being said, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for... Imparting your wisdom to us, Lord, so that we can do everything in line with your word. Lord, I also just thank you for being God and not letting anyone else take that position. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. 
This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.